Hello, hello. Welcome to Green Dudes, the only Green Day podcast that matters. The one and only, uh, you're here with myself, Connor Mack, and my BFF for life. That, that, so that, that stands for best friend forever for life. Um, so kind the of B-F-F-F-L. like... BFFFL? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of double accentuated there. Um, and also my, my Green Day comrade in arms for a long time, Mr. Connor Kelly. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah, I like that. I'm. I feel I'm the I'm the B triple F L. Yeah, hey, B triple F L. That's a that's a cool title to hold. It feels like uh, yeah. something Roll Doll would come up with. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't really know. I'm like okay, Willy Wonka, I guess. But I don't well, know. I'm thinking uh, of didn't didn't he come up with the uh, the BFG with Big Friendly Giant? Oh, right? oh yeah. I think you're right about that. I think I think so. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. But but I do believe. I I think you're right about that. Yeah. Mister Doll invented um, that. You know that I've only ever watched like eighty percent of that movie one time on TV, but I remember like really being into it. Um, I don't know if I would think it holds up, but like I, I, there was a time when I watched it very casually, and I, I, I was like, you know, hey, a pretty good movie. When did that come out? I think, if if I had to guess, I would say probably like two thousand seven or two thousand eight. I think. Yeah, that's that I, I. So I um, I know of its existence, and I obviously because I brought it up, but uh, I have like no other. I have no memory of what it is, what it looks like, anything. Like, I just... Yeah. That's it. I just know it, it was a book. Um, it, it was. And then it was a movie. Who was in Ewan it? Ewan McGregor. Okay. Ewan McGregor's in okay. it. And so is uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Frank from It's Always Sunny. Oh. Share a screen. Oh, okay, okay. He was in uh, Matilda too, which is another Roald Dahl uh, yeah. story. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're on a you're on a roll. Welcome tonight. to welcome to Doll Dudes. Yeah, Roald <laughs> Doll Dudes. Um, I I don't know. I'm I'm a. I I I did just see a few weeks ago, or a couple months ago the Willy Wonka movie, the the mm-hmm. you know the new one. Um, yes. And it's it's a part of this thing where they are um, they are you know Hollywood the Hollywood elites the mm, mm-hmm. the coastal elites are uh, I'm familiar they're they're trying to trick us into um, you know going out to see musicals again right and the way they're doing this is they they're putting out movies with you know. Uh, of like these properties that we know and love like mean girls and Willy Wonka. And, um, I, I don't know what, what another one is, but I'm sure there is more than that. Um, like Stuart little, the musical I think happened. Um, what? and well, so, so they're putting these movies out and they're not telling us they're musicals until it fucking comes out. So we we're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go see a regular movie. And then they just start singing and they're singing the entire time. Yeah. Um, I just don't get what the Hollywood elites 
get out of that. Like, I don't know what just, the end just game is. Sick pleasure. Yeah. They're just sick fucks. Hmm. I yeah. Mean, I, you, I, you know what uh, would be funny is if they did the opposite. Like, if they did, like, a big budget, like, Singing in the Rain remake or something. Yeah. And, <laughs> There's no music. And all the promo material, right? All the promo material is just, like, they're singing, yeah. like, in the rain, presumably. Yeah. And then you go see the movie, and it's like those fuckers. You know, yeah, this, there's, there's not there's, this isn't this is an adult drama. Like, oh what gosh. happens? Yeah, yeah. I mean that that would be uh, an interesting heel turn. No, but in in all seriousness, musicals are coming back. I, for one, am not opposed to it. Um, and it makes me think, like, okay, okay there, there's two reasons that this is on my brain too, because. Um, you know, one the the are, return are of the musical. Are either of those reasons Green Day related? Yes, it's Green Day related. Um, okay, let's let's hear it. This this paves the way for an American Idiot the musical movie. American Idiot the musical the movie, and yes. you know if if these musicals gain popularity again, you know I think that that could potentially happen because I'm not sure if you remember, but. Um, the American Idiot movie was it was green lit back in like 2011. Um, Tom Hanks's production company was was gonna turn it into a uh, you know big motion picture, and it just never happened. I, th- I mean, that's when the musical was really popular, and I think it, it, mm-hmm. you know Tom Hanks went to see it, and he's like, "Those Green Day boys, <laughs> there's something yeah. else," you know. And, uh, yeah. and another reason why this is on my brain and why I think it's, it's more possible now than it was is because just last night, Green Day performed at, um, like the, like a pre Grammy party cause the Grammys are tonight. And so mm-hmm. they, they played like the pre party or something. And, um, and they were pictured with Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson. So you know, maybe wow. you know, maybe uh, Billy whispered into his ear and was like, "Hey, what's what's up with this movie that we were talking about? Remember that?" Yeah, you know. And then Tom's is probably like, "Ah, oh, I, I got COVID and I, I all, all the brain fog just, you know, I just lost the drive for it." But thanks for reminding me, friends. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably. You know, when they were considering making it in 2011, he got COVID, right? And then forgot well, all about well, it. Well, no. I mean, there's, you know, it takes a long time to develop these things. I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just poking Tom funny, Hanks buddy. famously got COVID. He was the first person in the, on the earth to get COVID. So, Yeah. Um, yeah. No, he fought the bat. He did. He fought. He tried, he tried, he tried to stop it. He, did. he tried to, he tried to stop all, it. The, and the only, the only way... Um, he could uh stop it was to quarantine himself on an island yeah and it didn't work wait a minute (laughs) with a beach ball yeah named wilson named after a green day song the (laughs) turned into a movie that we that was named after a green day song yeah yeah that's kind of you know it, it this goes back to the um what was it six degrees of green day right Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. It's it's very true. Tom Hanks is is surprisingly close to Green Day when it comes to degrees of separation. Yeah, a lot, a, a lot closer than you might think at first glance. Yeah. yeah. Do you think 
when when the you know the boys and Tom Hanks did a photo together, do you think that there was any mention of that project? You know, the thing is, having you lay it all out there the way you did, it feels possible. Even if it was just like maybe a quick, ju- I mean, like imagine you're one of the boys in Green Day, and you're talking to Tom Hanks, and yeah. you know, way back when you you were kind of kicking around this American Idiot movie deal. I don't know. It, all I can say is, if it were me, I'd, I'd, I'd at least bring it up jokingly. You know, yeah, be, hey, like, Tom, how, how's the movie going? You know, like exactly. What, you know? Yeah, at least yeah. rib him a bit. You know? Yeah, yeah, nice ribbing. Bring it up in good fun, but you're actually kind of serious, you know. Yeah, you know, it's it's like yeah, okay, but but maybe we get the ball rolling. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe that's the just just the nudge it needs for it to really uh, take shape. I don't know. And I mean, another element is like with the American Idiot song becoming more popular or talked about with the the MAGA controversy. It's kind of like I don't know. Yeah, it could be some yeah, momentum. This, you you would it's like okay, did they miss the boat on on that like initial uh, you know time where where it's where where it would have been most relevant? Yeah, maybe so, right? But but if there were going to be another time, wouldn't it be right now? I I think so. Yeah, um, and we we all know those coastal elites. They they love sticking it to the MAGA folk. You know what though? What if what if they greenlight the movie? Everyone says, "Okay, here here we go, American Idiot the musical." Yeah, and then they do exactly what we were just joking. It's like, okay, not a musical, American <laughs> Idiot the the gritty retelling. Yes, reboot, yeah, yeah. You know, you know that that would I I, I honest to God I honest to God think that um you could get in an amazing prestige television HBO miniseries out of the story of American Idiot. And you wouldn't... You could. Yeah, you wouldn't even have to feature the songs. Um, I think you could do something really cool. That's a great point, especially with things like... um, Fuck, what was it? Uh, What's that show with Zendaya that's... Oh, Euphoria. Euphoria. Yeah. I, I imagine it would be kind of in the vein of Euphoria, because, you know. It's like it's focusing on um, young characters who are reckless and wild, and you're probably very heavily into uh, illegal drug use. You know, it's like you you could very easily spin the the foundational story of American Idiot into something like that, and people would take notice. I yeah, think, so. no, I, I I think you're right, and uh, I mean, any executives listening to the podcast. Um, if you're into that idea, just reach out to us. You know, you can yeah. you can find us uh, on uh, Twitter and just just slide into our DMs and we'll we'll strike a deal with you. Because I mean, I, we don't own the property, but we but it was our idea to do a miniseries. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we we do call dibs. Yeah, yeah. We do we do call dibs. We, um, I mean, we. I mean, it's right. Here, it's recorded, right? I mean, it's it's official right here. True. I mean, we call dibs. Yes. So spoken contract kind of thing. Um, or move. We, we, uh, That's all I'm gonna say. And and we would need to be credited as as exec producers, and we would get final say on casting. But other yeah. than that, yeah. Um. Anyways, Connor, uh, are, are are you watching the Grammys tonight? No. 
Oh man! Wow. <laughs> not oh i thought you were no forward to i it. uh i don't even know if i have the means to um i'm not sure like what streaming services might uh allow for that but i don't have like cable i don't know so yeah I'm no not... i i don't know I, I think it's it's probably just on abc or something but it's it's uh yeah they, they don't even show the award for best rock album anymore that's not even yeah, broadcast that hasn't been broadcast in like a decade yeah. But uh guess what band won? Best rock album of the year. They they already announced it. They did. Um Machine Gun Kelly. No, that's a great guess. That's a great guess. No, but uh Paramore. Paramore won. For, oh for this is why. Yeah. Nice. Hey, well well deserved. Yeah, I think uh, th- I'm I'm glad it's an actual bands that I, I think are legitimately good. Yeah, so, absolutely. Cool. I thought that was a good... Uh, yeah, I, I, I do think it's well-deserved. Um, and, you know, next year, who knows? It could be Green Day for Saviors. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, Connor, uh, this is not a Grammys podcast. Um Obviously, Grammys are music-related. Our boys, our boys, Green Day in Green Day, they have won Grammys before, so it's they have. it's it's kind of relevant in that way. Um, but uh, we're we're kind of going back to a time from before the Grammys would even uh, you know sniff at them. You mm-hmm. know, back it, the only way they the only way they would sniff them is because of the rancid odor coming off of their amateur loser punk rock pits. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if, um, if, if the, the head honchos in charge of the Grammys saw those three boys at a restaurant that they were dining at, they'd be like, uh, management, you need to escort these three out they're 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 making me queasy they're ruining my meal yeah, yeah i think uh, uh uh excuse me uh sir i i'd like to request a different seats i'm a little too close to the riffraff mm-hmm. yep yeah so so this is uh the riffraff um we we are talking today about why do you want him uh, which is the second song off of uh, Green Day's Slappy EP, which is very exciting. It is. I'm, I'm I, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure we sound like broken records, but I gotta say, I am excited to talk about this one. I really am. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, you know, I, I know we, we kind ha- of uh, turned trivia in into a little bit of a segment at the end of episodes sometimes when there is trivia but there is a bit of trivia to this song connor that i think is actually essential um to kind of uh talk about up front before we get into the the meat and potatoes of it all wow color me intrigued (laughs) do you do you have any idea connor what what this trivia is uh I don't. I don't. I have a feeling you're about to ask me, so we'll see if I can get it or figure it out. But I do not know. Okay, I'll, I'm just. I'll just. I'm just gonna tell you, okay? Because you're this, just gonna tell me. I'm just gonna tell you. Yeah. Wow. Um, this this song. I I think. Uh, 
is is one of the b- better known songs of this era for this reason and it's because uh this allegedly um is the first song that billy joe ever wrote at the age of 14 oh that is cool um, yeah I, now that you say it that's like one of those things where i'm like at some point in me being a green day fan i i'm certain that i've heard that but um those things get lost in my in my weirdo brain yeah so. it's 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 kind of common wisdom among the obsessives like myself but uh you know it's there's also conflicting statements from billy himself you know who who uh you know i i think he said 14 15 12 like so some people argue you know we'll we'll, we'll see later when when we get to the antisocial media um that, that that a lot of people ha- have uh have gone to war for for you know um the the origins of this song you know um and 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 their preferred iteration um the other thing that's that's big about this is uh the song is about and again this is this this is according to the man himself mr billy joe armstrong um it's it's about uh after his father died his mom dating a new guy and you know him and apparently him and his his siblings didn't like the guy or whatever and so this song is is kind of from that perspective from his perspective uh um where you know he he's 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 got this new stand-in dad who maybe isn't treating his mom well um but also again Mr. Walken Contradiction has also said that this is about, you know, unrequited love from his perspective, like from, you know, teenage relationships and stuff like that. So, again, it's kind of a hotly contested uh, subject within the Green Day fandom. I see. Yeah, those are both really uh, interesting points to note. And, And so you're right. Like, that's good to bring up now. Um, this song being potentially the first song Billy wrote, I have heard that before. This song potentially being about, uh, Billy writing about his mom in, in the wake of his dad's passing. I don't think I've ever, ever, ever heard that. So that's really cool because at, at, at face value, especially given the, <laughs> every other fucking song that Billy's written on this fucking record, you know, it's like that are all pretty much about the same thing. We've, we've talked about that a lot. Um, I just assumed that this was a continuation of that. And so that there, that there could be kind of a wrinkle in that. There could be a bit of a, another layer to that is, is really interesting because it kind of takes what, what could be thought of as like a surface level kind of song about much of the same stuff Billy's been writing about the whole time into, uh, you know, a, a different and more emotional kind of direction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it does make it more interesting. Um, and again, I think that this is this is a big reason why um, people know this song, or uh, you know, it's kind of like one of the the uh, bolder parts of their early discography because. You know, it's it's one of those songs that has like developed a mythology around it, and so 
uh, I, I don't really know what is true, what's not true. The uh, uh, similar thing happened with um, with Wake Me Up when 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 September ends, um, where you know there, there's like this whole uh, Facebook post going around. It's like the you know stop making those those jokes about Billy Joe waking up in you know October um, because it's a serious song. You know, mm-hmm. it you know stems from when he was a kid and his and and he locked himself in his room and he was crying and his mom came to the door and 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 said, "Billy, what's wrong?" And then then he replies, yeah. "Wake me up when September ends." It's that's a real <laughs> yeah. story that this song's about. So don't so don't make those jokes. Um, and so it's kind of one of those weird things about Green Day's like legacy or stardom that they uh some of these like, like their history is um has been like mythologized and uh some some of the stories have kind of like developed a life of their own where it's uh a lot of it maybe has has been made up by fans like getting carried away with yeah answers to interview questions and stuff like that so um yeah, it's it's a bit of a mystery, but I also do think that the story does inform the song, and there is there is a, a kernel of truth to it, of course. Um, and I think that just makes it more interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you there, and uh, especially funny to think about the ways that um, we've mentioned a few times, like that whole parasocial relationship that's a popular term to throw around but i mean like it's very real when considering a band as large as green day and uh a a fandom as as a humongous and varied as it is um for that band and for their music that um you know there, there really is this kind of feedback loop where things just like in a game of telephone or something, you know, even even if there is that that kernel of truth, things will kind of just inevitably be warped and changed, and uh, it's uh, it's just a funny thing to consider because like it's it's not always something that I think about, and and then yet it's like on on the same side of that that coin, it's like we're part of that that same fan base too. It's like we may we may not be. Um, spreading those same messages or, or perpetuating like those, those exact sort of, uh, you know, rumblings and perceptions, but it's like, we're, we're kind of all part of that same beast. Oh that, yeah. That, we that we definitely, this, Oh yeah, for sure. This green day machine turn. It's, it's very odd in a lot of ways. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a thing that kind of, uh, yeah, has a, has a life of its own. You know, the, the, the band themselves could not control it if they wanted to. Um, but anyways, going on to the song itself, Connor, um, I'm curious to kind of maybe take me back to, uh, you know, if you have any perceptions or, or memories of this song from before re-listening to it, uh, for the podcast, you know, what's, what's, what's your personal history with this song, if anything? Okay. So here's one of the reasons why I was excited to, to talk about this song. It's because you ask me this question every time. And my memory is so bad. And uh, as I've said before, 39 Smooth has historically been my biggest Green Day blind spot. It's like you put those two things together 
it, it, it kind of leads to this whole, like, I know I've been listening to these songs for, like, decades, but I, I don't always have, like, specific memories to pull on. You know, it feels like it's just always sort of been there. Um, but not so with this track. This, I can, I can confidently say, was one of my favorite songs on the whole album. Um, I've always always love this song and really gravitated towards it and I remember here's my memory of it uh, not the first time I listened to it I'm sure but I have this memory of uh, feeling like man I like this song so much I want to learn like the words so I can sing along to it but I didn't look up the words or anything I just repeated the song over and over again and I remember I was listening to it while I was playing video games I forget if I had a way where the song itself was on a loop or if I literally just had to keep like clicking the the like restart button to, to get it back to the beginning. I don't really remember, but Yeah, was was there a loop button on C D players? Or boom boxes? Not you know, I, on the boom box that I had, I actually think you could do that. On the C D player that I had, like like my portable C D player, no. Um but I, I think on like the boom box there actually may have been a feature to to repeat. Yeah, I I know on my my big uh, stereo that my dad um, gave me when I you know he it was his uh, and just put it in my room because I was such a you know music freak. I know yeah. that there was a repeat feature on that. Um, but yeah, on on you know if if you're listening to this on CD, you're gonna have to press that that back button every time instead of. Uh, just pressing the repeat button yeah yeah very true um so yeah i remember listening to this song over and over um and i was doing it while i was playing um my playstation 2 i don't i remember like where i was and i remember what game i was playing because i like you know it's like i kind of have that that vivid memory and i was playing uh the game mercenaries which was a Lucas Arts game, pretty pretty awesome game for the time, okay. and uh, I I was kind of like just it's one of those games almost like Grand Theft Auto you can kind of like mindlessly run around and sort of wreak havoc and I was I was kind of just like messing around and and playing playing this game while I was listening to the song over and over again because um, I wanted to like sing along to it and so I was I was kind of like slowly learning it as I would like replay it and replay it. Uh, instead of just like looking up the lyrics, I don't know why. That's just what I did. But that's that's like my memory of this song is like being being so in. I don't know. I just like replayed the shit out of the song, and um, that's my that's my own little personal story with it. Wow. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, that's that's very funny. It's it's funny that um, that was what you decided to do, even though you know you could because back then you know Google was a thing. There were lyric websites. You could have looked it up pretty pretty easily um do you do you think you got to a point where you you did have all the lyrics memorized we're gonna talk about that yeah today. okay okay when we get to that segment you'll you'll find out um the short answer is i thought i did <laughs> and, you know the long answer you know there's there's a little bit more to to looking more closely just wrapping it up though yeah. i'm realizing or thinking about um 
Remember, 39 Smooth is one of the Green Day albums I didn't have on CD, actually. Mm. So I think I must have been listening to it on the computer somehow, however that oh, was. Okay. Remember, I had my computer set up so it was like in my closet in that... Uh, yes, yes, I do. Yep. And and that's also like I had my, my TV sort of adjacent to that. And I, I think I was kind of just, uh, yeah, hanging around playing video games and um, repeating the, the the song over and over however I however I did it but that's the way I remember it yeah I know that that sounds like a good time and uh, yeah we, we we definitely listened to a lot of music from that computer um, and uh, yeah I mean uh, d- does it make you think of the game mercenary now when you listen to it by itself <laughs> it's funny because yeah, it kind of does, because um, I, I think about, like, that time, you know? Um, I do think about that moment, and uh, I don't know. It's like, I know I know my memory's pretty bad, and I'd, I'd even be open to, like, sometimes the way we remember things isn't exactly how it happened, you know? It's like, that, that might not have been exactly even how it all was or how it all went down. But it's it's the way I remember experiencing it. And and it's safe to say that this was one of the songs that I really fell in love with on the record. It's, it's one of the songs that uh, kind of defined this album to me at the time. This, this was one that uh, just really struck a chord. Yeah. 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 Very cool. I, I, uh, I, I do relate to that. I mean, obviously, go like just we we I, I've said this before, but we do have many, there's many memories of us listening to Green Day and playing video games in in your bedroom, um, and um, when I listen to this song, when I was listening to it today, um, I did have the thought that it it kind of feels a little bit like a song that you and I would have written back then or it, like it, it's it's got um very simple lyrics that like are you know you, you can you can tell that a 14 year old you know did write them um yeah and so so yeah it definitely did give me nostalgia to that time and um i you know i do think that that it, it you know songs on this record did did rub off on us at that point and and this this was one of them i think um and yeah you know as as far as being a a song on 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 the record as a whole um i i don't think it was ever one that i really adored or or um you know, held in higher regard than, than others. Um, I think, you know, I've been, I've, I've always really liked it. You know, I've always kind of really liked, uh, just its simplicity and it's obviously really, really catchy. Um, but yeah, it's never been one of my favorites on, on the record. So I, and I didn't know that that was one of your favorites. So that's, uh, that, that's very interesting. Um, yeah. So, diving into it a little bit further um we we kind of you know like 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 you said it's 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 not too dissimilar to uh other songs on the record on on either you know the ep or the uh 
39 smooth the album proper um <coughs> I, I i actually think that this one is kind of defined by its simplicity um yeah in a way that that some of the songs on the album proper are are not and um you know i think it does make a lot of sense when you learn that it was you know technically the first green day song ever written um Maybe. and yeah well yeah you know obviously billy joe i mean there's probably like three or four songs that billy joe has called the first green day song before um <laughs> so yeah it's your your preferred origin story you know whatever works for you um they're all acceptable um but yeah it's 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 very simple it's it's uh you know feels feels like classic green day right away it's almost all power chords um you know i, I think it's uh you know not a uh different description to um what was the song we did last week uh paper lanterns yeah 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 it, it i it's it's not like the same kind of song as paper lanterns but it feels similarly simple but kind of maybe like a uh a less defined version of like the green day formula yeah yeah i i get that it's like this song does have i guess like a rudimentary kind of feeling to it and yeah like not in a negative way but it it does it does kind of strike you as so basic like so fundamental that it it does it does seem to support that idea of it being like one of if not the first green day song and i i um i do agree with that and i i think it's we we did talk about a few songs on the uh album itself where it's like i think the phrase i kept coming back to was like the strength is in the simplicity you know but it it didn't mean that it was basic necessarily whereas like this song does even seem like it's there's there's a little bit less going on but but not to its detriment it's like it's it's it is it is bare bones it feels like you're just clicking like lego pieces together or something like you know verse chorus and you just like here's the song um but that's i think that's exactly what i found so charming and electrifying about it is like you don't need the bells and whistles you know it's like a great song is a great song no matter how old you are when you write it, no matter how many flourishes or, or whatever you put onto it. A great song is a great song, and I feel like this this one still stands uh, pretty tall considering when it when it may have been written. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. It's it's kind of a master class in like um, maybe teaching yourself how to write songs and how simple it can be, I guess. Um, which is, you know, I I think listening back to these old songs back when I was like a 12-year-old did really inspire me before I even could play power chords, you know? It was just like, oh, yes. man, it, it sounds so easy. Let me, I can just do it myself. And then, of course, I, <laughs> I really couldn't, uh, you know, for, for quite a bit. But um, 
but yeah, it didn't I, stop you from trying. It did not. No, it didn't stop me. Um, but yeah, it's 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 like that. It, it does have that that vibe, that energy that it's like, you know, youthful, simple, but um, yeah, you know, exciting all the same. Now, Connor, coming back to this song today to you know, give it a few listen listens through before recording. Um, what were your big takeaways overall coming back to this song after maybe maybe a little bit? Um, it like given everything that we've talked about so far and how how I have these um, clearer memories of listening to it when I was younger. Listening to it now, there is sort of like this uh, wave of nostalgia that that kind of hits me when I when I listen to this song, in a way that not every song on this this record uh, provides me with or or elicits. You know, um, this that you know we we've said that a few songs it's like wow billy really captured the feeling of being 16 or whatever and and i think that's completely true like he he really does uh inject those feelings into the song but but this song makes me remember being like forget about 16 you know a little bit it would have been younger than that yeah um and that's that's like a cool thing <clears throat> that's that's within the song when i when i think about like um you know summers in our old neighborhood and just hanging around and and kind of like uh being being carefree and excited about like l- learning more about green day and and like discovering more about their their music and their history and like that's that's a very special time that um this song is really wrapped up in for me um i guess on top of that i'd say i I just love the energy of this song i love the first 20 seconds of it before the vocals actually kick in and um you know it starts off as like so many green day songs do with uh, you know, they, they, they kind of have like that introductory, like, Hey, this is going to be the, the riff and the beat and everything like throughout the song. But then like, before the vocals actually kick in, the guitar keeps pretty much playing the same thing, but the bass and the drums feel more subdued. Like they, they kind of like pull back a bit, but I think it like gives it this, this, energy and like this driving force to it that like makes me so excited to listen to the song like every time i listen to this song like that those those first 20 or so seconds before it really kicks off always kind of pumps me up to listen to the rest of like the the two minutes or whatever it is it's a pretty short song and i just feel like there's such a great energy within the song that just makes it like really satisfying to listen to you know yeah no i i i agree one of the best parts of this is the intro where you know it kind of hits you with a classic green day uh chord progression and and then slightly changes that chord progression um before the the verse starts and so yeah that's what it is yeah, yeah. and and i mean it's it's like such a simple move to to make but like typically structurally it's like oh you have an intro part and then and then you go straight into the verse or something you know but um uh yeah it's just kind of one of the small little little tricks that you that uh you know even 
in in their youth you know they were good at kind of employing to keep things interesting mm-hmm. totally. um, <clears throat> yeah and and i mean like i said the, the that chord progression already connor we, we've listened to um an album's worth of green day songs and talked about them um if that was all we we had heard like in our entire lives if we were going through these songs totally fresh and you know we're we were newcomers to green day i think listening to this song we would already be like yeah this is this this already sounds like classic green day you know what i mean (laughs) when right you know when 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 our bank of knowledge is only just the previous 11 songs we've listened to um but you know again it doesn't sound it's not tired or or samey um I you know I I will say again it's it's uh it, it it does kind of feel like something they go back to in the mid 90s with Dookie and and stuff and Insomniac and other ways where it's it's simple um on purpose and and you know to accentuate kind of uh the the all the core elements and obviously Billy Joe uh, slamming on uh, power chords is 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 a core element. Um, being able to hear Mike's bass is a core element, and here it's the same effect as as last time, where um, you know the the bass playing is pretty much all just the root notes. It's very simple. Um, exactly. Yeah. But it it works again very well because uh, there there is room in the mix for the bass and the guitar, where the guitar again has that nice soft razory tone and the bass is really warm and punchy and uh it, it just really it, it just gels gels together very very well yeah yeah i don't have a lot to add but i mean i do agree it's like each time i you know we we kind of sit down to listen to another song and and think about it a bit more uh deeply i always try to have you know a listen where it's like okay i'm gonna focus a bit more on the drums gonna focus a bit more on the guitar gonna focus a bit more on the bass and you know we've said this enough times but a a lot of times uh you'll you'll focus in on the bass and it's like okay yeah mike is kind of locked into the rhythm of the song and yet um i appreciate how that doesn't mean at this point in uh, you know their their career, it doesn't mean that the bass is lost. You you can have like a quote unquote dedicated bass listen. You know, like you can do that. You'll find the bass in there, um, and it uh, it is very complementary to the guitar because yeah, like those two tones just uh harmonize together so well where the the guitar kind of feels like it's covering the higher register and the bass is on the lower like that's that's just like how the instruments work you know i'm I'm not really describing anything that no one knows i know i know um but it's i think it's like just still worth being like it's it's great how uh, how clear and harmonious like it all feels like those those are the the very simple building block elements where it's like you know when when you say a song like this is simple it's like well it is right it is and then like you analyze it a bit further and it's like what does that mean well the guitar is doing what 
you would expect it to do more often than not. The bass is doing what you'd expect it to do, but it's it's all like fulfilling that niche. It's all fulfilling its role and like everything's just kind of clicking. There, there's a click where it's like, okay, it's like, yeah, they're, they're not reinventing anything here, but um, the way that it's being done just creates a song that feels great to listen to. And, and so it is, it is still worth kind of being like, hey, you know, they're, they're doing it. You know, it's like this is, this is how you fucking do it if you want to make a basic song. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things, too, where it's like, you know, in, in, in thinking that, oh, the bass is just following the, the guitar, uh, you know, Billy is not doing anything super exciting until the, the solo happens. Um, you know, in thinking that, it's, it, it, you know, it, it makes me realize that, like, if they did change it up, like, if, if Mike had a, you know, different bass fills or Billy did flourishes on, you know, whatever. I, I, I don't know if it would improve the song. Like, I don't know if it could improve the song. This is one of those songs where, um, it might just be better on, untouched. It might be better just kept, uh, pure and simple. Um, and it is interesting, um, especially, you know, having some of the same comments and thoughts about paper lanterns, um, I don't know when Paper Lanterns was written. I I mean I, I I that information might be out there somewhere. I I don't know, but it's interesting, kind of um, coming from you know their debut album into this EP that was released after the album, and it, you know throwing the the first song you ever wrote on that EP. That's the follow up to your debut album. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know if there was any intention to like be like okay that that was uh, that's where we're at now but then here's some stuff that we did before that or like here's some more or you know or less consequential stuff or something i'm not sure what the it, or if there was any thought process behind uh, what was on the ep do you know what i mean i do i do because it, it kind of sounds like it's like okay like would would your uh you know gut uh, decision to be like, hey, we're gonna follow up our new record with old songs, essentially, right? It's like, because um, it, it kind of feels like you're you're mixing the chronology, right? It's like, are are people gonna are people gonna like see through it? You know, are they gonna, are they gonna realize that we're we're releasing old shit after we we kind of did the uh, the newer stuff? So I, I get I get what you mean, and. Um, I don't know. It, it does. You kind of mentioned about like how this song reminds you of songs that you and I have made, and I remember when we came out with our first album. Uh, <laughs> that not to brag, not to brag, not to brag, but our our uh, debut album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but like we had been hanging on those songs for a long time. Yeah. Like by, by the time those songs actually got recorded and released, uh, it sort of felt like, you know, we were sort of making art that was out of time. You know? Yeah, very much so. And I I remember that, um, you know, you and I sort of had some conversations where uh, I I I remember kind of questioning like the. Uh, I don't know the reasoning or, or, or being like, okay, like, is this, is this really the move we're going to make? I'm like, we probably could do better stuff than this. And I remember 
um, your response kind of kind of paraphrasing, but like you felt like you had to get those songs out there. You know, it, it wasn't really about like okay, we're gonna make the 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 best or most like up to date songs that we can. It's it was more this feeling of being like. Um, these were songs that you felt like were important to record and 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 release you know that there was like a record of like this time where it's like these were the songs that we made and mattered to us and like this was the art that was important you know and i guess it does kind of make me reflect and wonder if if any of that could have been a reason for billy releasing this like could it have been that like this was just a song that had been uh you know, kind of, kind of rattling around the back of his mind for like years and years and years, and it's like, okay, like I, I know I didn't just write this, but like I got to get the song out there, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I think I I I I would imagine that that's a common feeling for for songwriters, like like you said, like I did really feel like I needed to put those songs out. Um, I I remember having that conversation with you. Um, so yeah, I can imagine, you know, Billy feeling similarly. Um and like, you know, I don't know if if the rest of these songs, if Paper Lanterns and 49 in Your Coffee Maker, which is coming up next, um if those were written earlier too, I I, I don't know. My 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 Green Day uh, spidey sense is saying no. It's saying that they were written later. So I don't know. Um and then obviously Knowledge is on the EP and that's not a green day song but um yeah so just just interesting uh you know food for thought i guess um and it is this is another inner debate that i kind of uh awakened to again today when i was looking through uh the anti-social media and getting their response to the song um people people were like wow i can't believe billy joe wrote this solo at 14 years old and then people are like commenting and they're like he probably just wrote it when they were you know recording the album like he probably he probably wrote the song you know proper when he was 14 and they kind of fleshed it out as a band later on and Mm -hmm. uh so so that was kind of a point of contention there uh for for some of the commenters um what are your thoughts on that connor do you think uh Billy wrote this from scratch at 14 or <laughs> no no I, I it, it feels pretty obvious to me that when they kind of sat down to actually record it and lay everything down um there's no reason why you wouldn't you wouldn't come at it with like your skills and experience of uh you know I I guess at that point maybe they're it's two more years advanced uh, of eight, you know, if they did it when they were 16 or whatever it was. Um, my guess is that Billy probably did not play this solo at 14. It, it, it probably was the, the, the basic structure. You get the power chords down. Okay. You did it. That's the song. And then, okay, you need a little something to jazz it up. Why not throw on a solo? That'd be my guess. Yeah. And I I also think it's uh it's it's quite curious. It's quite curious in my mind that, you know, kind of we had a ripping solo um on The Judge's Daughter, which is the last song on on the record proper. Had a ripping mm-hmm. solo on Paper Lanterns, which we just talked about. And there's yep. a ripping solo on this song too. Um is is Billy Joe just in solo mode, you think? 
I, I did kind of get that feeling. We talked about this with uh, the judge's daughter being kind of like the the culmination, you know, it's it's like uh, he's he's sort of let off the leash and it's like, okay, you're gonna cards on the table. It's like this is this is Billy just like really kind of showing off and, and showing his expertise. And then it's like once 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 the mask is kind of off and it's like, okay, like that's you know, <laughs> that's what I can do, you know. I feel like it, it makes sense within the flow of this compilation. It's like, okay, well, just throw everything on there. You know, who cares? Um, so, yeah, I do think he... I, I don't know. I do kind of get this feeling that he's just having fun with it. Where it's like, okay, it's like you, you kind of set out to do what you were doing with the record. And I think Judge's Daughter is like the perfect capstone to 39 Smooth, the album. And then after that, um, you know, why not? Why, why hold back? You know, yeah, especially on an EP, you know, where you can you just have fun with it, just have some slappy fun with it. Um, yeah. Now, speaking of the solo, Connor, uh, obviously, um, there, there's the, the the solo is is ripping as we said, but it uh, mm. it comes right after a bridge, which I think is I think my favorite part of the song is. Um, having that bridge and it, it kind of jumping into the, the solo and it's again it's really simple but I think it's 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 like really nicely done yeah uh, I'm right there with you it's it you know s- simple but effective right it's like um, they're they're not they're not reinventing the wheel or whatever like like we said but it's like everything that's there it just flows together very, very nicely. So it, it is like an effective, yeah, bridge into the solo. That's cool. You don't have to do that, you know. There, there's a few ways that you could have. You could have had uh, one or the other. You didn't have right, to do done it differently. Both. Yeah, it's a good kind of a one-two punch sort of feeling. That, yeah, uh, and I think it breaks up really well. It kind of breaks up the repetition of the song um, in a way that keeps it fresh uh connor what do you think about these these lyrics um pretty good for a 14 year old huh yeah pretty good for a 12 year old (laughs) yeah yeah i um it's it's funny because i just feel like it'd be so easy for this chorus to be like grating you know to be like oh my god when will it fucking end but I never feel that way when I listen to the song. I, I feel like it's, it's this is like a, a straight shot of song dopamine. Um, I just think it's a great hooky chorus, and it's it's one of those, you know, it, it's immediate. That's that's the feeling. It's like it doesn't matter if you've listened to this song on repeat a hundred times playing mercenaries on your PlayStation two, or you've just listened to it for the first time ever. It's like this song kind of grabs you by the shirt collar, you know, and you're, it's, you're just like, damn, you know, why do you want him? Fuck. This is like a great chorus. Uh, for me, it's, what are you thinking, mom? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Why? Why? I need to ask this 40 times in a row. Why? Why do you want him? Um, yeah, I don't know. I've said before that a lot of times I'll, I'll kind of be the first one to to criticize or call out a song for having a repetitive chorus, and at the same time, like I, 
I, I look at a song like this and and feel like I could see someone levying that complaint at this song, but um, I just don't feel that way at all. Like I just I just think everything works together so well that um, I really dig it. So I guess if you're asking about the lyrics, I kind of love that the chorus is repetitive, and then the verses, um, you know, Billy's just rhyming things that that are that are very like simple rhymes like you 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 could almost guess what the next line of the verse is going to be after he says the first part you know yeah it's the best coast uh songwriting technique yes which i'm yeah, a, which it's... i myself am a fan of there's no shame in it there is no shame in it yeah if it, if it works yeah, no, it, it works it, it feels like this was like the first draft and there never needed to be another one it's like okay this is this is the song like this is what came out you know definitely now connor we talked about mike we talked about billy there's a third guy in the band that we have not mentioned yet how do we feel about mr kiffmeister I have a lot of affection for his playing on uh, on this song, and I think he really brings the the energy necessary for like everything to work as well as it does. And I, as I was like listening back to this song, I really loved um, those really quick, rapid fire kind of drum fills he has, like you know. Um, I just described drums, but like that's what I'm saying. Like that is what it uh, sounds like. Yeah, it's it's just really really effective because um it, it it feels like he's they're they're all locked in. There's there's a really great beat, a really great driving force, as we said. And any time there's kind of like a moment for him to inject some like further boot burst of energy. I feel like he always does. That's what I like about this song. It feels like anytime there's a moment for him to just like do a quick drum fill just to just to up the energy a little bit, like he pretty much always does. And I love I love those those little moments in what might seem like otherwise kind of a straightforward sort of performance. I I, I think he does really well here. Yeah, you know, we're we're talking about how the song is repetitive and should kind of feel you should be able to feel how repetitive it is. Um, but I, I, I think one of the, uh, the main reasons that it, it feels um, so exciting is because of the quick little injections of, of like drum fills that, that Kiffmeyer does here. And um, I, I was on my third listen through, you know, I, I listened to the song about like five times before we podcast on repeat. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, I was on like like I, I think my third listen through, and I was like, I was like, wait a second, and I was also, I was just like just paying attention to the drums. I was like, wait a second, I think this this might be one of my favorite John Kiffmeyer performances. I I I think it it might just be his tightest performance with the band. Yeah, and it's it, it's it's just it's very very sturdy, and he injects. Mm some really cool fills um and and it, it it's yeah it, it really is like a driving force you know in in a lot of the, the other songs i i've i've mentioned like how kind of he he can bring like a stilted kind of <laughs> kind of falling apart vibe to the song sometimes which which we love you know but on yeah. 
this this song he's like he's really really locked in the entire time yeah no i'm i'm right there with you um it's cool that we we sort of both picked up on that like it really feels like there must be something kind of electrifying about his performance i feel like if if we're both sort of picking up on that because i i think the funny thing about this song is that um it just feels like on the surface there isn't as much to like differentiate his playing like i i i feel like on the one hand it, it does kind of feel like one of those um classic Kiffmeyer performances where it's like it's it's not necessarily about like those moments where uh he's changing up his playing you know it's like I, I I guess what I'm trying to say or what I mean here is like we have said that there have been songs where his playing feels like so straightforward where it's not bad it just feels like there's not a lot to point out there's not a lot of like uh feeling of energy to it and I think like given the literal drumming that he's doing like it it could feel that way and yet it it seems to be the way that he's playing I think that really makes it stand out you know it's like if if you were just going through and like learning the drums on on this I think it would be sort of like this the same in a way as thinking about like okay you're gonna you're gonna learn the song uh on guitar you're gonna play through the power chords like pretty straightforward right it's like once you know the riff then you'll you'll just kind of get through it but it's not about just knowing the power chords and playing the same power chords at the same time it's about the way you play them yeah and i think that's what Kiff Meyer's so plugged into on this song where it's like Absolutely. something about the way he's playing is uh it just kind of slaps you in the face it just stands out like it 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 really it really holds the whole song together and it, yeah it just sounds great yeah it feels it feels like he's playing with an urgency you know um and yes which that is it man yeah and i mean that's not to say that he doesn't elsewhere but this this song is just a very good example of it um and yeah, yeah so so kiff meyer you are not voted off the island today you still remain no way you still not remain. on this one um connor any other thoughts on the song before we uh move on to some other segments um you know i i don't think so i i guess there are more things i want to talk about but i think they are going to crop up in these other segments here and and really all i want to like reiterate is um just how much i i really do like this song and and how it kind of gives me this warm sort of feeling that i i guess you can attribute to nostalgia and um yeah i uh i just really dig it and i I really like that it kind of works on these two levels of um uh being about you know the same sort of pining after a girl and working through your feelings that that Billy's been writing about and and yet there's that other idea of 
Billy kind of using the song to address uh, his mom and her relationship. And, you know, again, that's not something I, I'd really come across before. And um, we were talking about, like, the the myth of Green Day, the way that, that fans sort of build up this story of Green Day. I mean, uh, Billy's loss of his father is like the fucking inciting incident of of the story of Green Day like it's yeah I mean you know he uh I mean I was obviously this is known and you know too but I was you know Billy did the podcast rounds of like last month to promote savior saviors and um uh you know he he mentioned again how how he met Mike literally a month before his father passed away yeah at 10 years old that's it's that's insane i mean it literally is like you know obviously tragedy is it's it's a part of life and some things are you know it's it's you know not to make light of tragedy or or anything like that but in the same way that you know 9-11 spawned mcr right it's like i mean Mm -hmm. it's not you know it's 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 an interesting part of uh of of their history it is yeah it's in, in both those examples, it's it's never like, oh, it was worth, <laughs> worth it. You know, you never know that you're making uh, a choice or a trade-off. Like, there, there is no presentation of, like, one option or another that the universe gives you. It's, it's I mean, simply a cause and effect. Especially you know, in the 9-11 one example. One thing leads to another. Especially yeah. in the 9-11 example, Connor, it's like we got MCR, but we also got Family Guy. So it's like, what? I mean, was it worth it? I don't know. I don't, you know. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I like to think that MCR outweighs Family Guy, yeah. but there's just so much more Family Guy than there is MCR. It's true. You know, it's, it's like <laughs> there's just just like uh, punch for punch. There, there is just the MCR hits harder. It's stronger. You know, but there's just so much more Family Guy. It's crazy. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know the the world's a mixed bag. But anyways, Connor, sorry I uh, interrupted you. Um, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of rambling here. All I mean is that um, it's 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 cool to like kind of go through this song, and it's it's cool to to talk about it on the podcast and. You know, just just to think about how how our own lives are sort of wrapped up in this this same web, and um, the way that that Green Day has come to define and impact our lives so much and our friendship so much, and it's like you know, Billy Billy and Mike met them uh, each other so young. That's that's something that I, I feel like you and I sort of have yeah. in common in our lifelong friendship. And um, when I mean when uh, I was seven and you were nine, yeah, that's is pretty, that right? That is that's correct. Yeah, yeah, that's when we met. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I know. I mean, yeah. In some ways, I guess we're kind. We kind of beat Billy and Mike on that. We you did. Know? We, we did. We we beat them out a we little actually, bit. We were like right under the uh, right under the the gun there. Yeah. No, but uh, you know, not. I I will wrap up because I don't want to just be rambling, but. But all I mean is that, like, this song really is emotional for me. And um, and it, it really does kick up a lot of, like, feelings and memories of sort of, like, looking back and, and discovering these things 
together. You know, that's that's just such a big part of our relationship and such a big part of our friendship. And, yeah. Um, and this is a song that, like, because of its clarity in my memory, kind of always makes me think about that. Even though, you, you know, of course, it's not about that. But, like, that's what this song sort of means to me. And, and so it, it has been... Um, cool and, and very worthwhile to to go through and talk about it together here. Yeah, totally. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And it, it, it takes me right back there to that same place, um, you know, back in your bedroom with that computer. And, and the thought um, popped in my head that uh, there is it's it's almost th- like this is almost something that definitely happened where like I'm on your computer on on Green Day Authority or something, and I'm like telling you, Connor, this song's about Billy Joe's mom's boyfriend after his dad died, and then you're just like playing, you know, <laughs> mercenaries or Final <laughs> Fantasy, or whatever it is. You're like, yeah. oh yeah, cool, cool, <laughs> you know, and just, yeah, uh, and and uh, th- that's that, and then obviously. Um, it, it it kind of what went in one ear and out the other for you and and uh uh but i i can almost guarantee that there is a situation that like that that occurred no you're you're right it's like look at us today yeah you you are the compendium of all that green day knowledge and uh you know i'm i'm still just hanging out playing final fantasy on my days and off you still so. have to yeah and you still have to hear all my bullshit all my like oh here's another fun fact gunners i know <laughs> i know some things never change all oh, right man. Uh, well, so, with that all said, yeah, kind of you want to hit us with uh, you want to hit us with that theme song for this next segment. Just tell me the words I should have known, the words I should have known, the words I should have known. Now, beautiful. All right, Connor, what what's what do we got cooking here with the uh, the lyrics? Why do you want him? What's that brain of yours telling you? <laughs> All right, I made a whole big to do about in my in my youth back in the day. I, I made a, a big uh, an, an effort, a concentrated effort to learn the lyrics on my own. And um, so to this day, I was like, yeah, you know, I can totally, I can sing along to this song. Uh, and and again, very basic song, but it's a song that I felt like I knew very familiarly. And um, the the two things that stood out to me, it's not that they were misheard necessarily it was more that um uh according to the genius lyrics which has been our guide as we've looked up the lyrics and gone through the songs here um there's a couple words that billy is supposedly saying that i've never heard or picked up on so for instance i i I, these these two lines were the ones that made me kind of uh, recognize that so on the first verse when billy says tears falling out of your eyes i've never heard him say the word tears like i think it's just the way he delivers the line and i guess the way i've heard it or i don't know what it is but i've always just heard like falling out of your eyes period i've never heard the tears part and then um following up on that it says he's living in a disguise well, I've never heard the word he's there. I've always just heard living in a disguise. And so I've kind of attributed the living in a disguise line to the the girl that I've always assumed he's singing to or singing about, you know, like 
you are living in a disguise. Why do you want him? You're in a disguise. Um, because like you're kind of, you know, you're 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 living this inauthentic life. Why do you want this guy who doesn't even fucking care about you or give you the time of day, whatever it is? Um, you're living in a disguise. And yet I look at the lyrics here and it says he's living in a disguise, and I'm like, oh, just the addition of that one word actually does kind of change the narrative of the song more than I would have guessed. So th those are two very minor things and, and the only things I would point out. Otherwise, uh, it's all, all very clear to me. Uh, but it's funny because as small as those changes are, it does kind of feel like it has an impact on my understanding of the song. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, I, these are, they're, they're not thoughts that I had while listening to the song, but um, it, it does kind of feel like one of those moments where, you know, Billy is trying to fit in like extra syllables where, mm -hmm. where the, you know, there, there's no room for another word, but he, but it's somehow he fits it in there and it's almost imperceptible. And maybe now we go back, listen to it and we can kind of make it out. I don't know. Um, but that's, I mean, he's still doing that today. So I, so I, that, yeah, that, that's a uh, funny and it does kind of change the, the, um, perspective on, you know, especially when you kind of look at it from the, from that, um, you know, stepdad angle or whatever. Um, right. It is interesting. Um, yes. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I don't think there's anything on my end here that, that, uh, was surprising to me. It's all, it's all pretty simple, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, again, uh, it's it's uh it's it's kind of a one of those songs that um is is simple in in a good way and uh i mean obviously very easy song to uh to learn when you're kind of um going through green day's discography the f you know for the first time and you're determined to learn all the words like this is a good place to start um because yes. Because yeah, you know it is pretty simple and not not as wordy as some of the other tunes. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's a that's one of its uh, positives. Um, Connor, going into the next segment, which uh, I don't think we have a name for, but um, no, we don't. Uh, it's maybe we can call it a live without warning. Have we seen Maybe. this song live yet? Have we heard this song live, Connor? Why do you want him? Have you or I heard this song live at a concert? Uh, I don't think I have. I don't think so. Yeah, so if if you had asked me yesterday if i thought i had heard this song live i'd be like i had no i don't think i have um but then today when i was doing my research and i was on youtube looking at comments and stuff i saw in the related videos green day why do you want him live at rough trade records 2016 and i was like oh fuck i was there i have seen this <laughs> i have seen this song live right and then i remembered yes. and then it came back to me and i was like and then i'm like what the fuck and um, so then I go, I click on the video and I watch it, of course. And, you know, Billy's like, 
all right, this is the first song Green Day ever wrote. It's called Why Do You Want wow. To? And then they jump into it. Yeah. So amazingly, I have heard it live. Um, I don't think you have heard it. It's, yeah. I, and I think that was like the first performance of it in, uh, in 15 years. So it's, it's, it's a very, it's a very rare one. Um, yeah, that, that is funny. And I, I mean, we've mentioned this at least once before on the podcast already, but like, um, that very same 2016 rough trade show that you went to kind of lives in a sort of infamy with us because I mean, I remember, um, us meeting up the very next day going to, uh, that show together at, you know, Barclay center or whatever. It was. No, no. Um, that was, uh, I was at Bowery. Bo- oh yeah. That's, had the B in there. Anyways, um, uh, but I, I still, I still remember you and I meeting in like the lobby of this hotel. Yeah. And like you just, you were like in a, in a fugue state or something. It's like you hadn't, I wasn't even like talking to you, you know, like you were just like, Connor, I, the, you know, I gotta tell you the set list. I, this boom, 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 this song, this song, this song, like, and I'm just like standing there, like holy shit, like that. You know, this was like the fucking set list of a lifetime. Yeah. Um. And and so I guess in some ways it kind of doesn't surprise me that uh, maybe this song, you know, or not maybe, you know, that that that, that this song uh, found its way in there because um, the way I remember remember you telling me it, it's like there were a, a more than a few Green Day songs that like had not been played in a long time that you got to listen to. And, yeah, and that's really cool. I, I I did look at the set list again today when I was you know refreshing my memory, and um, yeah, I don't even know what to say. It's 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 it is an incredible set list, and I'm like super lucky to. Uh, to have been there and I'm excited to, to, um, you know, say I was there when, when we, we get to these other songs that, that somehow I've heard. Um, but you know, that Bowery show the day after Connor, that it, it's, that a pretty rocking set list too. I know there, there was a lot of, uh, there, there was a good bit of deep cuts, uh, that night as well. That's true. Yeah. No, it's true. That, that was, that was a really, that was a really great show. Um, yeah, they, there, there was some real electricity, some real New York City magic. Uh, As there know, always in, in the air, always is, yeah. Um, so let's let's take a, a look at the anti-social media. Let's. Okay, so you know, I I, I did mention before that um, a lot of comments are are arguing about the the history of this song the 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 mythology of this song we'll get to that um but the first comment i i want to point out is by uh death boy 126 um he says why do you want ham because it's my favorite deli meat (laughs) (laughs) this was kind of a uh a, a joke that multiple people have made um oh so, I do think it's funny. It is. Yeah, no, it's 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 a funny joke like the first time you see it, you know. Um because I mean obviously I can see how people would think like uh, maybe it kind of sounds like ham. Um, yeah, the way I guess we didn't really talk we talked about the lyrics but like you know, Billy's vocal performance here the 
Hey, um, you know. Yeah, you can totally. Um, he he really that. extends it there, so uh, it is. It is funny. Yeah. It also reminds me of another Green Day vocal misunderstanding, um, kind of, which is from "Know Your Enemy," where it you know goes, "Do you know your enemy, raw?" And then the big joke in the fandom when that came out oh, was raw, raw ham. Raw right? ham yes. Yes. Do you know your enemy, Raw Ham? That was a popular uh, joke to make back in the day. Um, Zuquis says, one dislike. Nice try, Justin Bieber. <laughs> so Justin Bieber is the only when, one. Uh, was, was that just after the uh, iHeartRadio show? Or? You would think so, but it was five years ago. So it does. It, it seems like a little bit late in the game to, to diss Justin yeah, Bieber. They, uh, I guess I guess they uh, it's it's like when you when you have the perfect comeback years later, you know, people always like to make that kind of joke. It's like, oh, I just thought of this, you know, fucking in the perfect response. I guess they just I went know. for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the, the the YouTube video is still there, so you can go ahead and reply whenever you want. Um, next up, we have Heather Martin says he wrote this at fourteen, and then Gazak says no, twelve. Then Heather replies, no, it's 14. He says so in interviews. Gazak replies, uh, and your point is? He's probably drunk or high in interviews. And I read on a fan website that he wrote it at 12. And then <laughs> Heather replies, well, that's a fan website. None of those facts on those things are true. I think Billy would know when he wrote this, not some random ran fan site. And then uh, Gazak replies, well, since Billy is always drunk and high, I beg the differ. Wow, he begs that the is, That's just a really stupid interaction. That was uh, that was fun. It's yeah, it's really fantastic. That's that's. Uh, I I really hope they because these these comments are like ten years old. So I I hope they look back on them fondly one day, both Heather and Gazak. <laughs> it's um, just so I don't know. It's like okay, so this guy's a Green Day fan, right? Presumably. But, like, then you're also going to be like, yeah, well, Billy is just a fucking druggy, wastoid loser. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not going to listen to anything he has to say. Also, I love this song. Like, who? Every time you read these comments, I'm like, who are these fucking people? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just the the desire to be right is so strong that, like, you just don't even care. Like, you're just kind of coming up with justifications in your head um yeah and and kind of take it to crazy lengths um one of the very strange things about uh about these these comments is on on every video that i went to that had why do you want him posted um there was a bunch of of comments that were like talking shit about one direction like in the comments, there was like a like a war against a one, like between Green Day fans and One Direction fans, and so then I lo- I was like, oh, does One Direction have a song called Why Do You Want Him? And I I looked it up and and nothing. But there is, and and they all kind of uh, were like twelve years ago or something. So it's th- there there was some kind of schism there between the two fan bases where where they uh, they were dogging it out in in videos for this song i don't know if there was a comparison made at some point or not but um 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's summed up very uh, succinctly by Catherine Kane, who says, One of my best friends loves 1D. I love Green Day, Fall Out Boy, etc. And while I don't listen to, the, to her, her music, and she doesn't listen to my music, we both just accept it. That's the sort of music that we like. We don't, we don't have to like the same music. I don't know why people can, can't get their heads around it. It's music. Get over yourselves, you know? So there was just like a very, uh, a very wacky back and forth that I, I, I found pretty funny. Yeah. Um, it sounds made up, but like obviously it isn't. Uh, but it's like, why, why would there be any kind of like feud between Green Day fans and One Direction fans? Like I don't understand, but obviously it happened. Um, but I, I do, I do appreciate that, uh, that, that comment. You know, it's like, hey. It's all music. We can, uh, why can't we all just get along? Yeah. And, and I mean, the, the funniest thing, and that ma- it makes me think that like this stems maybe from some comparison that somebody made at some point is, is like this, this song is like one of the, like, it's, it's not that different than a One Direction song, right? Like it's a very poppy song very catchy simple song that like i mean i could see a band like one direction um coming out with you know so Mm -hmm. so it's like kind of funny to um be elitist and and defensive over over just a a, you know a little pop tune i don't know yeah um zelchko 96 says why do you want him Five words that are in my mind since Saturday. It's kind of tough when you tell someone in the face, I love you, and you get, I like someone else. And I'm a guy, so it gets pretty fucked up after something like that. <laughs> He's a guy. Yeah. He did censor um, the F word, just wanted to give credit where credit's due. He's being responsible. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, that's, um, sounds like a real gentlemen um that is a funny comment and this this is like more the comment i was expecting off of this song not the not the feud between the warring green day tribes of like what's the first green day song or when did billy write it um this is this is much more what i was thinking was going to be the response from the anti-social media uh because yeah again like it does feel like on the surface that this is just another song about green day or or about billy specifically um you know longing uh desiring someone and, and yet uh it's not working out for him what do you know he's unlucky in love so i i think that's a very uh, immediate reading of the song and, and one that is going to connect with a lot of people who are going through what's ultimately a very common experience of, of just thinking like, hey, w- why does this person that I like like someone else? Um, thinking about past memories of this song, I can say that I also had like a, a kind of connection to this song in that way. Um, so, so I get it. Yeah. No, I think, uh, it's, it's another one of those songs that kind of cuts to the core emotionally when you're a young person, 
you know, especially if you're a guy, it gets pretty fucked up after something like that happens. So it's, it gets pretty fucked up if gets, you're a guy because it it's like there's all these expectations on like not like showing your emotions, but then like you feel these emotions inside of your body and like it's pretty fucked up, man. It gets pretty fucked up. Thank God we have a band. That is a recipe. But you know what? When I say something's fucked up, like I wouldn't want to just write the word explicitly. I wouldn't want to just write the word like it's fucked up. No, no. You got to put an asterisk in there. Because otherwise, like, that's way, way too... It's like, I can say something's fucked up without, like, having to type the whole word out there. It's like, there might be children reading these YouTube comments. You never know who's going to be reading that. You, I mean, they might be reading on a podcast no clue. 12 years later, you know? you got to be mindful of your audience. So It's something to think about. We appreciate that guy. Um, let's see. So... <laughs> We're diving headfirst back into this um, this this conflict, Connor. This One Direction versus Green Day conflict. Um, D-, D Stoop is Dillo says, for all those One Directioners that say shit like they are fans of both bands, I just bet that if any Directioner went to a concert of Green Day in their beginnings, would have received such a beating that you would have never ever heard Green Day again. <laughs> and then uh raul martinez replies yup they would get scared shitless in a mosh meanwhile it's just mike and billy wearing a dress yeah <laughs> they're just wearing dresses and and everyone's having like a a fun little like friendly circle pit where they're just kind of like dancing around and their like, fan base is like 75 percent female even back in the, <laughs> the early 90s <laughs> It's just yeah. such a funny. Just, but Green Day's hardcore, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, you listen to their first record, and it's just straight to the veins, punk rock. Yeah, it really is. It goes fucking hard. Um, okay, this this one is a little vulgar, and I'm not endorsing this comment, but I have to read it. Oh, uh, do this, they censor any of the words or they uh, don't no no they, they they're, wow. they're they're kind of out, out in the open being very raunchy uh very I, I i would say that this is a rude boy this is a rude boy who's posting this um right, ice, ice cube 2244 says it's sad to say and also i call i call one direction one gay erection to get all the girls pissed <laughs> off He's that wow. guy. Yeah. Have you ever heard someone uh, refer to them as as that? <laughs> I no. Um I have not. Um it is really funny. It's just like I feel like with that one comment, I like fully formed this person's like entire history and personality with like absolute precision and clarity inside of my mind like i i have met this person several times throughout my life cookie oh, yeah. cutter fashion oh yes and uh it's just it's just insane because it's also that exact kind of person who's like always 
patting themselves on the back and laughing to themselves as they like type this shit out. Oh yeah, he <laughs> you know and that's the funniest I'm just shit like, ever. This is insane. Yeah. Like the, the this is a kind of insanity. I don't know. It's fucking nuts. He's saying it's just that fucking nuts. every it, like every fucking period, every class he goes to, he's, <laughs> every, he's making every that joke. He he's trying to get that in there, no matter what the topic is. He's he's gonna find a way to like, <laughs> bring that out. Um, right. He he continues, Connor. He continues. He said, and here's, oh, okay. a, here's a funny story. When I first listened to One Direction, I was at a friend's house, and I did not like it. But I didn't want to be rude. So then a few days later, I listened to One Direction on my own. So I went on YouTube, and I typed in a song by them. And the first word that came out of their mouth, I unplugged my headphones and threw them across the room. R.I.P. to my headphones. Sad face. <laughs> It was wow. that bad. He had to he had to dis- destroy his headphones, which means he can't even listen to Green Day now. Dude, you know, I hope he comes across that comment from earlier. For, you know that that commenter who was like, "Hey, you know, it's all music. One Direction and Green Day fans. We can all get along. It's all music." Maybe if he read that comment, he would come to a new understanding. I I think so, and and uh, this final comment that I have for you, Connor. Uh, I think this this also wraps things up. This uh, comes from Lisa Patchider, and uh, you know, I I think Lisa here is being quite reasonable. Uh, you know, let me know what you think. Uh, Lisa says, "OMG, what goes wrong with your mind, guys? I know that it's mainly fun, but to me, this sounds like musical racialism." Killing One Direction fans. I don't care if anyone likes the music I like or I don't like. No idea how they can listen to that crap. But hate One Direction, not their poor, poor fans. (laughs) I mean, the term musical racialism. Yeah. No notes. (laughs) Nothing I could add would make that funnier than it already is. 10 out of 10. Yeah, no, I mean, it is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, and Truly. if you think about it, you know, she, she's she got a good point, you know? Yeah. If you think about I it. I don't know. I I think I'm going to use that. I'm going to put that in my back <laughs> pocket. You know, that that really may come in handy in the future. Sell Musical that one to Pitchfork. racialism. Pitchfork could use that. I, I don't think they really have the money to be buying anything these days. No, they, that's a good point. They, yeah. Their days are numbered. That's, that's, so. that's a great point. Connor, who wins the comment of the day here? Who's our, who's our uh, grand prize winner? As much as I love musical racialism, uh, I, I just really appreciate like the radical naivete of uh, it's all just music, can't we all get along, commenter, whoever that was. Uh, because there are so many times where I do not live by those tenets, and I, God, I love making fun of people on the internet. It's probably one of my worst traits, um, but I do it. Well, but you're good at um, it. Yeah, thanks. You can't let town know. go to I waste. Mean, if I'm if I'm talking about uh, you know video game, you know Final Fantasy, we were talking about Final Fantasy before. I have some Final Fantasy opinions that uh, you know. That's still they're 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 kind of killer, um, so I'm I'm happy to quote unquote dunk on on people who who um, 
you know, I disagree with because usually, I, I don't know, I kind of feel like I'm in the right on those things. But all, all that's to say is, um, even though I don't always live by the sword, die by the sword, th this whole like, hey, it's all music, can't we all get along? I just, I have to admit, like, it strikes a chord in me. There, there's something about it that I feel like is right and correct. Even though the way that I act and the way that I live my life uh, does not reflect that, I, I just have to admit, like, I believe that's true. I don't show that, but I believe within my heart that it's true. That's and I appreciate all that matters. this poster for saying so. It's all that matters. You know, it's, it's do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. And I think on on uh, on on his that's good, a great Green Day reference, it, by the way. Yes, yes, you know, and uh, I think the walking contradiction himself would agree with you on most days, Connor. Um, so congratulations, Catherine, um, Catherine Kane. Uh, if you are listening, please please uh, get in touch with us to uh, claim your your grand prize. Uh, once again, you know, you'll, you'll be rewarded handsomely. We, uh, we, you know, we, we go all out for our prize winners. You can even, you can ask the, our previous ones. They are sitting pretty with the, with the hefty penny, you know, doing very well. Um, yeah, I think we gave them too much. I, I'm, I'm deeply in debt. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I, 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 I'm giving them more than I have to give. So I do owe... I do owe the mafia a lot of money. Yeah. And I do have two broken legs already and I don't have any more legs to, to break. So I'm a little, I mean, that's, we, we will figure it out. We'll figure it out. Hey, but at least you ain't a one eyed bastard. Not yet. That was a good one. Um, Not Connor, yet. before we, uh, say goodbye, you have any final thoughts on why do you want him or any of the related topics? Wow, say goodbye. You're like on top of your Green Day references. Today. That was totally um, intentional. Completely intentional. Completely intentional. Say goodbye uh, to the pod that you love. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a lot to add. I, I just I just had a lot of fun talking about this song tonight. And um, it's, it's cool that there's like more history and... Um, you know, like Green Day lore attached to it than I remembered. So that was a fun surprise because I kind of thought that we would just be talking about the song itself, and yet there's there's really a lot surrounding it, um, both within Billy's perspective and like our own perspectives of like you know kind of what this song embodies for us um, from from when we were listening listening to it as kids. Um, that made it a, a bit more of a trip down memory lane than I, than I, than I really thought it would be. And, and, and that was a lot of fun. That's, yeah. that's kind of what I think a lot, like as we get deeper and deeper into Green Day's discography, I think we're going to find that like our conversations may veer this way much more because, um, you know, as as we get into these albums, it's like, you know, if if Thirty Nine Smooth is is the uh, 
least familiar is the blind spots. Like, you know, what the fuck are we going to be talking about when we get to, I mean, shit, even Kerplunk, you know? Yes, absolutely. Um, there's going to be a lot to say, and yeah. I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. I am too, and I hope the listeners are ready. Hope, hope, hope you're ready. You do not know what you're in, you know, what, what, what's in store for you. Um, Next up, we have 409 in your coffee maker, which I'm really fucking excited for. I love that fucking song. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that, that is a straight classic. It is. So get ready for that, folks. Um, if you like what you have heard and want to jump on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and a nice review, uh, we would be very appreciative. Uh, I, 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 that would be very nice of you. Thank you all in advance. Um, you could contact us if you have any thoughts of your own on Why Do You Want Him or uh, any of the other songs or topics we we covered. You can shoot us an email at greendudespod at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to, to chat with you, maybe even shout it out on the podcast. Um, uh, we are on, on we are actually on anti, anti-social media as much as we we you know as much as we detest it we have to be on it just to just to function in in society man you know we're playing the game we're playing the game uh you can find us on both twitter and instagram at green dudes pod and we we're having a lot of fun on both of those platforms with the with the green day fandom um and most importantly until next time stay Punk. Punk.